Hello, and welcome to Blaze and Gut. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I got my my sidekick, my good friend, and my co-host, Michelle Saunders Gut. Uh, Michelle, how you doing? Hey, Teresa, I am doing great today on this very blistery football feeling kind of day. Oh man, yeah, I agreed, agreed. Uh, wow, do we have a lot to cover? God, we got we got two weeks of football to cover. Um, where do we start? I mean, because there's there's a lot of stories that are coming out. Uh, you know, naturally, um, you know, a lot of a lot of football teams ended their seasons, and we went into championships, uh, championship weekends, and who was going to win, and who was going to go to the Super Bowl, and who, you know, so on and so forth. And then a lot of teams didn't have that question. They had a question of. As far as some head coaches, am I still going to have a job? And so for some, the answer is no. Yep, that's typical. But yes, there's been a lot of movement and a lot of um, reviewing and lots of changes still in flight. Yeah, I want to kind of go back to, however, not the championship games. We'll touch on that. But I want to talk about the week before because that was incredible. There were some things that happened uh, the week before that were just incredible. Uh, first of all, you had about, I mean, I think, was it was it like four games, if I remember right? Around that, yes. Four or f- five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. Uh, on almost every single game, except for the Chiefs game, the road team won by a field goal. Yeah, that was just un real that cadence i mean you're like another one hits the dust you know another one bites the dust i mean i mean you're like oh and you expected some teams to win green bay for example yep that was so disappointing for me because i i had higher expectations for them absolutely i mean i mean they were a good team but they just they they just coughed it up uh, same with the Tennessee Titans. Same with uh, who else got got knocked off? Uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Got, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and so you have all these like old goats, you know, greatest of all time quarterbacks, players, so on and so forth, and they just came out and they and they couldn't finish it. I was the only one that actually came out and played like they. Like they like as the home team that really wanted it was the Chiefs. Yes. And that was so wonderful to watch that game. I mean, you want to talk about gratifying and what an incredible game. And I don't think I've seen the Chiefs play that well in the whole season. That was against the Bills. And I was like watching it and in all three phases, it was like Oh my word! Wow! And then, um, if I remember correctly, it was there's two minutes left. The Chiefs are down by seven, and between the Chiefs and the Bills, they scored 25 points in t- within two minutes. Yeah, that's when Patrick Mahomes is playing out of the pocket like incredible. I mean, doing all kinds of things, and I mean that that was some fun. That was action. nuts. That was nuts. My my mouth was like hanging open, going, "Okay, we're good." We're oh my god, no, we're not good. 
and you know, and I mean, my heart, you know, like I am not, uh, I like the chiefs, but I'm not a fan, but I watched it for the sake of not only for the show, but because I love really good football. And that was some really good football. It was, it was, it was excellent. And, and so, you know, needless to say, we saw a bunch of teams get knocked off that we didn't expect. So going into championship weekend, we had two games. We had uh, the Rams and the 49ers, and then we had the Chiefs and the Bengals. High hopes for the teams that I was hoping to win. <laughs> yeah, well, I was hoping the 49ers were because I was still kind of irked at what they did to my Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I watched. Uh, now, I did not catch a lot of the 49ers game because I had some stuff I had to deal with around that time. And, you know, and my Phoenix Suns were playing. So, you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they they were. I mean, both teams played very tough and competitively. You said it was more of a defensive battle, wasn't it? Because you watched the game. It seemed tense. You know, both the teams, you know, trying, trying to, you know, physical, very right. physical. Kind of more like more like I'm going to impose my will. I'm going to bloody your nose. Uh, and you're not going to force me off of the line of scrimmage. That's a really good description. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that on both sides. Um, so here's the question. What made in the Rams game, what made it so that they actually won? You know, it's been a while since I watched that game. I have to think through this because it's, you know, there was just a series of things that transpired that I just think they outplayed the Stafford and his passing game. I mean, he was just so on, on and on running the ball and they just couldn't hold him. Yeah. Well, he, he is a problem. He really is a problem for a defense. I mean, the problem is, you know, not, you know, and I, and I've talked about this before, these running quarterbacks present a dual threat for any defensive coordinator, because now you can't just trust in, oh, the quarterback will stay in pocket and throw the ball down the field. No, he might get out of pocket and, and gas you for like 50 yards or less. Well, he was really, I mean, they, out, they just outperformed them there uh, at that point. And I can't remember what changed with, you know, there's a series of things that happened, but I don't, I, I can't remember if there was like a, uh, a, a turn, you know, like a penalty. And I mean, when you get that close in a game. Penalties are brutal. Yes, they're brutal. They're brutal. Or an interception is brutal. Or you miss a kick. I mean, though, every little, you know, Everything error. Is, especially now with so much on the line. And when you're in the playoffs, every small screw up, every small mistake gets magnified. It really does. Because if you throw an interception, well, that might be, especially if you, like, Let's say you throw an interception and, and they get points off of that interception. Well, those points just might be your undoing. And that might be the cause for you having the, your last game for the season. And one poor coaching call or just one, you know, that can make a huge difference or deciding to take a timeout or not take a timeout or running the ball versus kicking the ball or, you know, do you know what I mean? There's, I just, there's a, 
couple of scenarios that transpired, but it, it was close. It was a very competitive game. 49ers played really well, but they didn't win. Nope. Nope. So the Rams are going to the Super Bowl, and that leads us to the next game. Chiefs and Bengals. Oh, my <laughs> gee. <laughs> uh, let's let's I'm going to call this one because I did watch this game and I'm going to call this one the tale of two halves uh, because the first half they were on point. They were playing like they played in the Bills game. They did. And they were, I mean, I thought for sure they were dominating and would continue yeah, they were up, what, 21 to 3, as I recall, or something like something, that? Yeah, 21. To, yeah. Okay. And so you're sitting there, but then something happened. And I, and, you know, as we were talking towards the end of the first half, Chiefs had the ball on the one yard line. And instead of running, giving the ball to a power running back and just letting him muscle his way into the end zone, they decided to get cute and have and have Mahomes running around the field. It was such a waste. I mean, and they got away with no points. That was such a waste. And it was cocky. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I was listening to something. Uh, and uh, who was it? I was actually listening to um, the Denver Broncos podcast. And the comment he made, he said, "I think Mahomes didn't realize they didn't have a timeout because he tried to call for one, but they'd already used them up too." I'm sure of it. I mean, that's the only thing that I could think would have made, you know, would have made a difference. Obviously, but one, he got sacked. Okay. He, he either got sacked or he got a penalty. I think he got sacked. And, 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 and so now you're, instead of being first and, and goal, now you're first and 11. Seriously. I mean, you know, or whatever it was. And number two, when you were that close to the one, to the end zone and you're, tr- listen, fine. Try a few throws if you must. But when it comes down to you're now third and one, fourth and one or whatever, you got to take the points. You can't risk. You can't risk. You got to take that daggum field goal. You can't risk getting away with no points. If they had taken the points, they would have had the momentum. Instead, you gave the Bengals a bunch of momentum going into that second half. Well, yeah. And then with five seconds left in the first half and the ball on the Bengals one yard line, like you mentioned, I mean, they should have at least gotten a field goal. Exactly. Exactly. You don't, I mean, uh, and I've seen this before with this trait. You've got this really good quarterback, and so I'm going to run a QT play because uh, I, because I think he can do it. Well, maybe maybe just maybe that defense is, is watching for that. Well, and Mahomes even admitted he got a bit greedy. He was, you know, he was supposed to throw the ball away if nothing was open. And he said, we had enough time for another play, but I got to get one that's open in the end zone. And, you know, the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, said, I'll take responsibility for that one. Yeah, well, and then that leads us to the second half. So we're coming out. OK, I could have I could have washed that one away. OK, you you completely screwed up. All right, whatever. You'll play better in the second half. No, the Bengals ran 21 unanswered points up on the Chiefs. Hello? What the heck happened? The sack numbers were supposed to be favoring the Chiefs. They had the advantage of Arrowhead Stadium crowd, the noise, 
you know, that wasn't that much came of came across. Advantage. Yeah. Well, well, unfortunately, but the Bengals also had a leaky line and they allowed Joe Burrow to get sacked nine times in Cincinnati's pre- previous playoff games. And he was able to elude the Chiefs' best pass rusher, Chris Jones, you know, for the first down in the second half. And then on the first hit, Jamar Chase, you know, for 22 yards. And then on the other, Jones jumped on his back, but Bureau shook him off and still ran for a first down. So they had a lot of opportunities. Jones should have wrapped him up and threw him to the ground. I mean, seriously, if you're going to tackle, tackle the man, you know, you wrap up, you wrap up and you put him on the ground. Yeah. They did not perform the way they needed to the defense. And, you know, they got this guy, you know, and you know how he plays, right? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Joe Burrow. He's one of those dangerous quarterbacks and, you know, he's one of those dual threat quarterbacks that kind of gives a defensive coordinator nightmares, you know? (laughs) Right. It just didn't work for them. It didn't work for them. Yep. And not in the second half. And I, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I don't like that. It's tight. So now can the Chiefs pull it out again? No, they can't. They didn't that time. No way. And there was an interception too. Oh God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. There was the interception too. So you know, it's just like, oh, my gosh. And that, that was on Mahomes. That was on Mahomes playing, throwing really poor passes. He did not play as well. That is for sure. In this, it, it appeared he lost his confidence. But, you know, whether or not that. Hmm. I wonder if that. I, I, and, and, and see, to me, I think that the game shifted at the end of the first half. I, I mean, because I know going, I, I really believe because the Bengals suddenly had confidence. Okay, we can do this. We can beat them. And they took that confidence and they came out and they played their brand of football. You just have to question, I guess, maybe the experience level. You know, it's not like a Brady experience. You know, Patrick Mounds is still uh, a quarterback that, you know, he's not... He's learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Learning things. And so, but so, you know, but then that's what the coaches are for, right? That's why, you know, they're supposed to kind of help and guide him a little, or, you know, so give him some latitude or, you know, so I, I, I just think there was a culmination of things, but it was sure disappointing compared to the, the game they played prior. It, yeah, it really was. It was like a tale of two teams. Um, and I, I'm i sorry to see that the Chiefs um, didn't get the game. You know, the bank, but the Bengals, they played their hearts out and they played the win. Um, one team wanted it and one team didn't. It comes down to simply that in my mind. I mean, because if the Chiefs had wanted it, they would have knuckled up and done something about it. Well, I think they wanted it, but I don't think they had the, they made too many in my opinion, errors. And they oh, yeah. just didn't. And that will kill you. Couldn't. Yeah, there was errors. And there was, like you said, and we've talked about when you have a culmination of those in a playoff game and you have the other team that are the underdogs, right? Because Bengals, underdogs, 
you know, no one expected them to be where they are, kind of like what the Cardinals were doing, you know, and you better look out when you're playing underdog teams. Yeah, because suddenly they decide, you know what? Everybody says we can't do this. Let's prove them wrong. Right. And that's essentially, yeah, yeah. And that's essentially what they did, which sets up. um, And and, uh, I want to touch on on the upcoming Super Bowl game and then we'll take it. We'll take a break. We'll touch on the sponsor. uh, We'll talk about some of the coaching stuff and uh, and we'll go from there and then we'll go into your uh, your highlighted player. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Yep. Um, but that sets up. So it's going to be Rams versus Bengals. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of those two teams? Quarterbacks, running quarterbacks, underdog. I would say that the Rams, they have been pretty consistent. You know, I mean, not right off the bat. Um, they have great coaching. Great coach. Great, great coaching. And they got a new and they got a new quarterback in town, Staff, Stafford, I think, is his last name, right? And I mean, he has quite uh, an arm and can I mean he's really, really good. Really, really good athletically. And he has that one receiver. And I mean, the whole team really super athletic, super a force, right? And then you see Cincinnati that they're hungry to win. I mean, they want to win. And they haven't gone, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in what 30 years, if I remember right? I think so. Um, I think this is like a major deal. And you know, Burrow is so cool too. He is really a cool quarterback. I mean, he's cool, calm, and collective, but that guy, I mean, he's also like running, gifted, you know. It's good to watch him. The too. question here's the question: Who's going to dominate that Rams? Because you got to admit that Rams defense is brutal. They're going to play their brand of football, which is very brutal. Uh, they're going to attempt to impose their will on that on the Bengals' offensive line, which well, I the, the, the Bengals are in the conference that I support. You know the AFC. And uh, the other team is in the conference that you support, right? Yeah, but I cannot bring myself to, to root for the Rams. I cannot do it. <laughs> I well, just can't do it. I'm sorry. No. That's, no, that's okay. I mean, I, I, I think this is going to be an incredible Super Bowl. I think you're right. I think you're right. I keep asking myself, what is going to rule the day? Uh, with with these teams, is it going to be offense an offensive battle or is it going to be a defensive battle? And who's going to win that Rams defense or the Bengals offense? I don't know. I I, I cannot. I almost want the Bengals to take this. Uh, well, so- I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I think you know the Rams. You know, Mark predicted the Rams were going to win the Super Bowl at the very beginning of the teams um, that were, you know, the, the football season that we <laughs> are coming through. And I know he has certain reasons why, but I never really paid much attention. Sorry, Rams fans. I mean, I never really paid that much attention to them until recently and, you know, researching their coach and 
kind of their dynamics and their and their players. I'll you tell know? you what, their coach is 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 exceptionally good. He I'll is. give him that. He's the he, youngest he, coach in the um, NFL. Yeah, yeah, and that that to me is like whoa, okay. So he's a he's a force. Yeah, he really is, and it's going to be very interesting to see what is done and how the Bengals prepare for the for that because they are going to have to compete with uh von miller and that other guy and i can't remember his name oh he's the receiver no 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 no, no, no. oh not the blonde guy no no there's a got, lot of blondes but <laughs> right i'm talking about their defense at the moment uh von miller and then they've got uh, right, uh, McDonald or something like that. Ryan McDonald, I, I think. Oh. Anyway, but they've got so, a really, really aggressive defensive line, and I'm going to be very interested to see how the Bengals game plan for that because they're going to have to put someone on those guys to keep them um, under control. Otherwise, it's going to be a very rough day for Joe uh, Burrow. Well, the thing that worried me with the Bengals, you know, is that they were, they really struggled to compete with the Chiefs at first. It wasn't until the Chiefs started, you know, making these errors and doing things. Um, the Bengals actually started. That the, yeah, they were ready to move in. Well, that's not the kind of team the Rams are. They're not like that. They, they, they will play hard and i i am concerned about this i am concerned about this i mean i'm gonna go for the Bengals because they're in the afc conference and you know i want to support them and i always like to see the underdog trump when it comes down to this however boy i i don't know if they really can compete all in every area around the special teams offensive line defensive line you know the everything i i have to i i kind of have to agree i want to see the Bengals take it but i'm hesitant to say that they can because i know how those rams play i've seen them play they're aggressive um they're very aggressive in how they how they scheme they are very very um let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth, uh, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth, and you just try and stop me. That's kind of their mentality. Um, and they're playing. Are they not playing in their home field or? Uh, you know what? You're right. SoFi Stadium. I mean, that's although the Chiefs have played in their home field and haven't won, but I mean, I don't know though. I don't, it's just going to be a really interesting game. I think there's going to be a lot going in. There's going to be a lot of narratives going in that we're going to have to watch for. Yes, so, we are. So, yeah, that's and, and, and I cannot wait, uh, like in our next episode, to recap this particular game because that's going to be very interesting. Um, yeah, what, uh, and by the way, what do we have for our fans ahead when football season ends? That's something we're going to have to game plan for. I definitely think I want to do a season recap. I want to, you know, that's something we are going to game plan for. We'll watch for the storylines and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, We'll have to watch some of the draft picks. We'll comment on some of the interesting draft picks that we find that go to the some of the off season things. Yep. Mm -hmm. We'll just just have to game plan for it. That Um, sounds like a plan. 
yeah. So, um, I want to touch on because the Denver Broncos they fired their head coach, and they got a guy that I found very interesting. His name is Hackett. He apparently was an offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going to be very interested to see now because now you're moving from a defensive-minded coach to more of an offensive-minded coach. I'm going to be very interested to see how that changes how the Broncos play going forward. I have not had a chance to talk with some of my diehard Broncos fans, uh, friends, about their opinion. And I haven't read too much about him, but I know the operation and, you know, I know that they know what they want to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm wondering, are they going to stick with Teddy Bridgewater as quarterback? That's that I think is still up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of rumbling around it. And there's been some discussion about Aaron Rodgers moving to the Broncos. I'm just saying, I I don't know. Right. And I'm also hearing that Russell Wilson might go on the market too. Maybe. Yeah. I've heard that too. Are they willing to roll the dice on under the quarterback or are they going to bring in a veteran? I don't know. And then the team, you know, is up for sale. And that's the other thing that's going on. Now that I hadn't been aware of. That's interesting. Yeah. They are, you know, there's some, Discussions around, you know, is it going to be Pat Bowen's, you know, daughter or, you know, that's going to step in or the, um, I guess, Peyton Manning, his brother and another investor. I mean, there's like three different, four different groups that are looking at wanting to compete for to buy the Broncos. So it'll be interesting to see what the season next season's going to bring when i think it's going to be there's going to be a lot of stuff to cover in the off season too i think so i think we will just have to wait and uh, see what happens i mean obviously there's been a bunch of new coaching changes including the raiders they've got a new coach you know um there's been an and i can't cover them all uh but there's just been a lot of new coaching changes so i think we're gonna have to just wait and see um, what that means for these teams going forward. Yes, I think so too. I definitely think so too. All right. Well, I want to take a minute and talk to you guys um, about uh, 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 Freedom CBD. Now, that is a brand of, of uh, my Freedom Depot. Uh, and what Freedom CBD is basically is, do you have or do you do you struggle with or do you know someone that struggles with like chronic issues like pain and and stuff like that? Well, we are a uh, Freedom CBD is a basically a a roll on. Um, it's a, it's seven hundred and fifty milligrams. It's an isolate brand, so that means there is no THC in it at all. And what you do is you roll it onto the spot where you're having the issues. And I'm telling you what. You know, it's got 750 milligrams. I'm telling you what, every single person that I have had try it has said it's relieved their stuff. The goal for this company is this. We want to help get people out of pain uh, and get off of opiates. If you want to check it out, go to getfreedomcbd.com or you can learn more about it at myfreedomdepot.com. We are, um, you can also, if you want to go uh, 
and, and buy it, you can do so. Just use the code BNG10 to receive a 10% discount. So go to getfreedomcbd.com and, and you can learn more about it. And, and uh, I would love to hear how you guys um, respond. It's really good, like if you have uh, for dealing with sports aches and pains. So getfreedomcbd.com. Okay, Michelle, you happen to have a player of the week, don't you? I do. I'm so excited to highlight this young, um, very talented rookie kicker. And he really showed up at the Bengals in Chiefs game. Um, And I've seen him many times come through just in his ability, you know, as a kicker to win, you know, the games. and. His winning field goal was what transpired, you know, with this last Chiefs Bengals game. So his name is Evan McPherson. And what's exciting about him is, you know, I've seen him on social media and, you know, he gives God glory. He has shared that God is good and he is praising God for the victory that. Uh, the Bengals had over the Chiefs, which is bringing them to the Super Bowl. You know, he has used his moments in the spotlight to give God glory. And he also um, attended his post-game press conference wearing a shirt that read, God is good after nailing a 52-yard field goal. I really think that is impressionable for a young man. It's so cool to see this young man give God glory, you know, as the um, Bengals took the AFC championship game. And like you and I talked, that hadn't happened for 30 years. So it was pretty amazing. Mm, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you Bengals fans are going through the roof right now, man. Oh, and, you know, his social media posting, he wrote on Instagram, Psalms 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Isn't that so cool? Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. And um, I mean, he's 22 years old and he's saying he's just doing his job. And so he was so cool under pressure. I mean, I watched him and in his first season, in his first ever NFL game, he just came out there. What a, I mean, what a witness for Jesus. And he just stays cool and calm. And, you know, I just think that, you know, God is really honored through him. And so I wanted to point that out. And there is, Um, an article that I shared on our Facebook group page. um, And this was um, insider.pureflix.com. There was uh, an article, you know, that I'm picking bits and pieces of what I'm sharing from this that was already reported by Marissa Meyer. Um, But I'm also picking it up from just my own observation and, you know, looking at his Instagram and, you know, he's number two, um, but I just love it. 
you know, I love this. I love it. That, you know, what? and I think the thing that strikes me is this man is a rookie. You know, he's not a veteran, but he's stepping into a spotlight that would cause a lot of people to um, have issues. And yet he's still honoring God and what he does. I mean, that to me, that is crucial. If you're going to sit there and you're going to post scriptures and stuff like that, people judge you by, by what you do. And I mean, if he can, you know, obviously the man is talented. I mean, I saw some of his kicks and I was just like, Oh my word. Wow. Yes. I, you know, I don't, I think it's really cool. Um, just to see his athleticism and how he gives God the glory for that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people can get really cocky. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was, I guess he was born in Fort Payne, Alabama, and um, he's 5'11", and he is engaged to Gracie, Gracie Grote. Uh, that's who he's engaged to. And I don't know, like uh, a lot of stats on him, as long as field goals, 58 yards, um, field goals made 28, I guess. And I just love his enthusiasm too. And, you know, I don't know if he grew up in a Christian home or not. Um, You know, if he was raised in a Christian home or went to Christian college, but he was down South. Alabama. And, you know, there's, you know, in the Southern states, there's a lot, it's a Bible belt. So he probably had a lot of influence in that too. You know, just like you see with some of the other players who are from the South uh, areas. And we've seen it in the Northern areas too, um, with Kurt Warner, right. And stuff. But anyway, it's really cool. I can't wait to see what God's going to do with this guy and how he's going to you know, play in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I cannot wait to watch this. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on is that um, someone retired from the game who I'm not. Okay. I'm going to couch it this way. I am not a Tom Brady fan. However, he has, le- he has left a legacy for, for the game of football that I think very few will be able to duplicate. Um, and he announced his retirement. After at the age of 44 uh, and after running with Tampa Bay, he announced his retirement. That wasn't a shock to me. I had an inkling that that was something that was going to be coming. You know, I just think he needed to get one more year, you know, even after that Super Bowl win, I think he just needed to play it out and then realizing, okay, now I need to dedicate time to my family, my wife, they deserve it. It's life is too short. You know, I've had a fulfilling career. There's so many things he can do, you know, and so many opportunities for him to really shine in so many. Well, and he has his too. own, he has a clothing brand that he's, that he's d- developing and he's, you know, doing a lot of entrepreneurial type stuff, which. And he's got know. a podcast. He's doing podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I've listened to some of it and uh, Larry Fitzgerald and him share a podcast. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting uh, to watch that, um, you know, and he, he didn't, you know, it wasn't like he had a crappy season. 
Okay, he went out with a bang. I think he threw the most touchdowns in the season, if I remember right, or something like that. You know, he really did leave a mark on the season. And so I think he wanted to go out on his terms. Yes. And, you know, you have to admit his wife and it was very, very patient with him, you know, and giving him the time to be who he needed to be. And he'll be a much much better in retirement, you know, and every, I mean, it's hard to believe, you know, you're retiring at 42 in the NFL, but that is just the nature of how things go in the NFL. Right. No, I, yeah, in 44 all, years old and you're still playing I mean, in the NFL. Wow. You know, <laughs> but, you know, let's face it, he's a goat. He's phenomenal. You know, he, the, the guy is a force. And I just think, you know, they're already talking about who's going to be the next Tom Brady. I mean, how would you like to be going out like the NFL like that? Who wants, you know, you know, I mean, that's pretty amazing. A lot of quarterbacks are going to strive to do that, but very few will. That's what I think. You know, I think a lot of quarterbacks are going to strive to do that because, um, you know, because Brady had he had a charisma and a poise about him uh, when he was in that pocket. And, you know, I, I just. uh yeah, I mean, I'm, I was never a Brady fan. I was never a Patriots fan. I kind of like Tampa Bay because I like the coach. Um, but you know, but I have to give him his credit. He was he's a he was a solid quarterback. Uh, he was a goat. He was a great. He was a great. And I think that the NFL will be will be. Um, I don't know who's going to step into that spot. Uh, we have a lot of up and coming quarterbacks. Uh, I think we have a lot of young quarterbacks that want to, but I don't know who will. You know, it's really hard. Like Joe Montana, you know, these legends. John um, Elway. Yeah. John Elway. Uh, Drew Manning, Brees. Yep. Yeah. Drew Brees. Eli I mean, Manning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, you just have a hard time finding anybody that can replace them. You know, remember Joe Namath? Do you remember Joe Namath? <laughs> you probably don't. No, he was before me. Yeah, he was like a f- incredible force. I mean, I used to watch him when I was just little, you know, just, t- you know, with my dad and, you know, Lenny Dawson and some of those. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season next year i think so too i think brady's probably going to end up in the nfl hall of fame i think he should i think you know but it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and carries that mantle you know who is tampa bay going to rely on as far as like their quarterback you know so that's going to be an interesting storyline to watch as the offseason goes forward too um who's going to recruit who's going to roll the dice and recruit quarterbacks out of the draft versus picking them up off of a free agency or bringing in a veteran it's going to depend on the owner it's going to depend on the owner the team all of them yeah, there's a lot of dynamics to that. So, hey, let's go ahead and wrap this up here. Are there any final thoughts that you have go, uh, before before we head out? I just think that we have to put into perspective, you know, the whole reason why God's created the man he and, you know, other athletes that are out there, you know, to play competitive sports. You know, it is really important to remember that, you know, God is in 
that is in, you know, at these athletes um, that are testimony to him, you know, are giving him glory in their body and everything. And we just need to keep praying for, you know, those that are taking a stand and, you know, helping them, you know, and to remain strong. So that's part of what I think is important for us to all continue to do as, as fans. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, for me, when I watch the NFL, I'm watching a sport that is, there's a beauty to it. You know, uh, I feel the same when I watch basketball, there's a beauty to it. There's a beauty to when you watch someone step out of court, step out of field and put their body on the line. And they do it in such a way that you are just left going. How did you do that? I think one of my favorite movies of all time is Chariots of Fire with Eric Little, who is was the runner. And he ran in the Olympics and he ran for God to give him glory. And I it's one of the most inspiring movies. It's so Oh, I just really highly recommend if you have not seen that show, too. But it really sheds light on, you know, those that are believers that are out there trying to use their gifts, you know, in uh, the NFL and running for God's glory and, you know, competing and, you know, using using all those gifts um, that God gives, um, you know. And he does. He gives athleticism to others. So it's really cool. I, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree. And I think that that's a good place to end it. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming and being on the show. And, um, you know, I think we have a lot. Uh, I think we've covered a lot here. And, man, I cannot wait for this next game. Me either. It's going to be exciting. It really is. I'm Teresa Blaze. This is the Blaze and Gutch Show. I this is I've been here with my co-host Michelle Saunders Gutch. We are out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're gonna get a little link, you're gonna fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything. We want to hear about it. 